Welcome to the Paperclip podcast uh, presented by BSDA. We have one clear goal, help you to become bigger. Uh, I'm your host, Brett Stone, and this is season two, episode 13. We are powering through episodes right now. And uh, I want to say thank you to the Paperclip podcast for tuning in. You're appreciated, whether this is your, your first episode or your, uh, gosh, I don't know, like 20, 20th or 30th probably by now. Um, and today it is my absolute pleasure to introduce um, Fran Peterson from EasyWay. Fran, how are you going? Good, thank you. Thank you for having me. A pleasure. Now, I'm sure people are going to wonder this all throughout the um, the interview, so we should probably get this out of the way in the beginning. Where is your accent from? <laughs> I'm originally from Canada, so I came to Australia about 13 years ago now, yeah. and um, yeah, been happy ever since, really. That's um, It'll be one of those things I just know people are going to listen to you talk throughout this interview and someone get, they're going to say you're an American and then you're going to get offended. So, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. No offence, no. <laughs> so, um, first question is always my favourite. What was your very first job and um, what do you think is something that you'd like from it? Oh, on the books or? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a really, that's a really common answer too. Um, it can be either. <laughs> Uh, look, I started as a babysitter. I guess that was my very first job. Um, and then I graduated to a janitor okay. <laughs> at, a, at a scale shack um, in my town where I grew up, um, where they used to weigh the logging trucks and things like that. Um, yeah, and what did I learn from those jobs? Uh, well, I learned that you start from the bottom and you work your way up and no job is beneath me really. So I, it doesn't bother me to get, get in there and get my hands dirty and, um, and just get the job done. So, awesome, yeah. awesome. And so tell us more about EasyWay. Well, EasyWay is an easy adaptable solution to add protein to your daily diet, so. Okay, and yeah. why is that? Um, why is that important for us? Protein's important to build muscle, to maintain mm -hmm. muscle, um, to lose weight, um, to feel full, to nourish the body. You know, um, protein is one of the most important things you could have in your body. <laughs> and that's why we see uh, images of people that, that go to the gym eating um, broccoli and, and steamed uh, steamed chicken breasts and, and this kind of thing. Yeah. Is yeah, that look. enough? So it's well, enough look, to get that? Um, in order to, you don't want to waste what you're doing at the gym by not replenishing your body. When you have enough protein, it feeds the muscle so that it can grow better. Um, you feel fuller for longer. Um, and then you're not reaching for those extra little snacks that you think you might want, you know, for quick sources of energy. So um, you can burn fat at a resting rate better when you have more protein uh, within your system. So, yeah. Okay. Interesting. And why are you so passionate about it? It has, once I knew the power of protein and what it can actually do for the body, it's helped me immensely. Um, I'm not, I didn't start off looking this way. Um, I had to work for it. Um, and yeah, I just, I was 20 odd kilos heavier than what I am now before I knew what protein could do for me. And when I have it in the right amounts, um, how it can nourish my growth, you know? So oh. from personal experience, really, it's, it's a, it's a no brainer for me <laughs> once I've done all my research and, you know, put it to the test really. So, yeah. And maybe tell us a bit more about that personal journey. Like where did you, you know, where did you start and at what point did you kind of, you know, have that, that moment of realization about protein and like the importance and sort of how have you been able to bring it into your, your diet or your routine? Um, 
Well, I'm a busy mom of two. Mm-hmm. And it was when my daughter was about two and a half that I just, I'd had enough of being tired and overwhelmed and going to the gym and not seeing results and, you know, just really fallen into that trap of putting everybody else's needs before my own. So I'd kind of had enough of having enough <laughs> and just went, no, nah, that's it. I'm, I'm now going to focus on my health and my fitness because I'm a better person for it. So I'm a happier, um, more energized person when I can really fulfill those needs. So, um, you know, through my own research and ingestion of a lot of other products um, is where really the need for Easy Way came about. Um, It is, I don't know how many tubs of cookies and cream or chocolate or you know all these other flavors that I was going through and wasting and I thought there's got to be a better solution you know there there has to be something that I can incorporate within my own diet without feeling chalky or lumpy or you know half coagulated sort of goop going in and you know there's got to be something more um I really love baking and cooking and you know being uh you know creative in the kitchen so to say that I'm stuck with one kilo of cookies and cream you know it's like cutting me off at my feet I don't know it just it's suffocating so um yeah I, I was looking for an adaptable solution to really help me you know and not just be that protein shake you know, that's nourishing and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, we came up with the idea of, you know, a a one size fits all sort of solution and that's what easy way is. So we call our tub base way and it really is the base of whatever you're doing. It's an unflavored protein isolate and concentrate. So they absorb at different rates within the system so that it feeds your body quick and it, also, then the concentrate um, absorbs a little bit slower, so it kind of pulls you through, you know, the next couple of hours, so you're not craving any foods. Um, and I guess the next really big difference for Easy Way is um, being that it's unflavored. We sell the flavors separately, so that time when you do want your little chocolate snack, you can have chocolate. You know, if you're you know, wanting coffee, but you don't want the caffeine, you know, that's related with coffee, you can have a a Cuban coffee and you just chuck that in or, you know, that time when you're, I don't know, you're baking savory muffins and you want to beef it up with some protein, you can just chuck the base way in there and that that now that snack now becomes more of a meal. So you're feeling fuller for longer again. Um, But, you know, going back to its adaptability, I just, I wanted something that was adaptable um, and that I didn't always just get stuck. So yeah, yeah being a, a busy mom and just not really having the luxury of time, I needed something easy. <laughs> Therefore, easy way came around. So yeah, it's, yeah, that's all. <laughs> no, that's great. Like, and I mean, I've known you for a while and, and um, despite the conversations that we've had about easy way in the past, I didn't know some of that. Um, about it like you know about how um, like uh, my personal experience with things like protein shakes has been around it's literally like a flavor you just choose a flavor and that's that's how it works but knowing that yours is different in that you can just use hopefully I get it right the base way and you can incorporate that in things like cooking or, or other things but then you can also um, create like a, um, a smoothie or a, or a shake with it. And then I imagine you could probably combine flavors even as well. So you could, you know, if you yeah. want to do like coffee and chocolate or something and have like a mocha, I guess you could yeah. do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's, it really is just um, adaptable. You can do anything with it. Um, I guess another real point of difference that I, got to mention (laughs) it's got carb blockers in it so um going back to being a busy mom and not really you know putting your kids needs first um 
it's real easy to reach for carb-rich snacks, which um, give you that quick hit of energy. So uh, I guess with, I wanted something that everybody could use at every level of fitness. I, I really do understand that not everybody wants to compete with bodybuilding like I do. I, I get that. That's not, you know, everyone's dream body or goal. Well, that's great. You know, we all have different goals. Our stages are different. Um, but I wanted something to help people within their own plan so that they didn't have to restrict their eating um, to really have the full effect of it. Um, carb blockers uh, that we utilize is a byproduct of a, a white kidney bean. And what it does is it, um, when your body, when you eat a carb rich food, and you don't then use up that energy from the carbohydrates, it actually helps those excess carbohydrates go through your system so they don't end up in your fat stores. So um, that is, you know, by far the biggest point of difference I have against my competitors. Um, and it is so helpful for everybody and anybody um, who is looking to lose weight and to, um, you, you, who don't want to count the calories and the macros and everything that goes involved into, you know, a stage weight or, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's, um, it, it really is an all-inclusive um, product at, at every level and any yeah. level. So, and you obviously, you know, for those that don't know, you, you know, you do compete in competitions, um, and you've certainly had your share of uh, medals and success as well, even in the, the short time that you've been doing it, which is great. And one thing that uh, I think is important to point out is that when you started your journey, you weren't thinking about medals and winning competitions. No, no, it was, I had to set a goal and I guess, everything that I've learned about weight loss and being overweight myself is you, you have to have a goal first up that goal for me and, you know, doing a lot of personal growth and development and things like that. It has to scare you. <laughs> That's been, you know, my biggest, um, set it high, um, and go for it. Like winning was never my goal. I wanted to just, get on the stage. I just wanted a goal to keep me going on the days when I didn't feel motivated or I didn't want to do it or, you know, I didn't get sleep and, you know, all those other little reasons. I didn't want them to um, stop me. So I, I had to really set the bar and really, and really go. So, um, yeah, look, I've competed twice now. Um, both competitions, I did place, yes. Um, but I learned that that was the best, the best thing about it was that I learned, I learned so much throughout that process and that carries over into other aspects of life as well. So it, it never, it started out. Okay. I want to lose five kilos. I want to lose 10. Maybe I can get to a certain number. That would be really great. But once I got to that number and I exceeded that loss, it really, sitting back and reflecting on it, it was really the journey getting there was the real goal. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, really refining that, that journey so that I could turn it around and help others was my ultimate goal. So is my goal. <laughs> yeah. And so obviously that being um, a part of, you know, why you have the, the easy way of business, what are, and obviously having in the past you've worked with, um, other people as well. So obviously you've got your own business now, but having worked with other people in the past, I'm curious as to some of the things that you've noticed that are, <laughs> that are different about working for yourself um, versus working with other people. Uh, working for yourself is so much more difficult. Um, I guess I've been told, I guess I'm an A-type personality. I just keep going more and more and more and more and more. Um, and when I'm actually working for somebody else, it's a really great thing because they get a really good employee and I, 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 
achieve for them. <laughs> when I work for myself, <laughs> I, I'm somewhat of an ideas woman. I'm, you know, I, I want to do it all myself. I want, I, going back to being a janitor, I want to, I want to know each step of the way and each process as best I can to refine that. But working for yourself, I'm finding I, I can't do everything by myself. Um, and you know, it's not about pride or anything like that, or, um, you know, I just, yeah, I, I can't do it all myself. And that's probably leading into probably the most frustrating thing about being in business for yourself. Um, I sort of expected that I would create this lifestyle that I could still be mom and, you know, good wife and, <laughs> you know, keep the house clean, cook gourmet meals and really just do it within the space of time because I'm so bloody efficient working for somebody else, <laughs> but I'm not. <laughs> so, so here we go. <laughs> yeah. You know? um, yeah. So. And I guess what, what made you, um, want to work for yourself, want to have your, your own thing? For as long as I could remember, I've always wanted to work for myself. Um, and I guess I have done that through my husband's business. We have another business as well. So with his partnership, I guess, or support of that other business, I, I thought it would be a lot easier to do what I'm doing now with easy way and because I am so passionate about it and I really do love helping people achieve their goal, whatever that goal is. Um, and, and I just figured, I thought that my passion could achieve a lot more, but it's <laughs> really, you know, it's, it's hard. <laughs> um, because yeah, passion, passion pulls you in a lot of places at times and it's not always a productive place. Um, so yeah, if I, you know, making money isn't my ultimate, um, driver like it is for some people, it's really not. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the emotion and the passion behind it that, that pulls me every day. So that doesn't always make money. <laughs> yeah, no, I think there's a, I think there's a, a lot of people listening and, and watching this at the moment that would, um, that would feel very very familiar feelings when, uh, when they hear you say that. Um, so what is, what was something, um, I guess in the early days, maybe before it became a business, what were some of the things that kind of made it feel to you? Like it went from being just an idea to becoming a business. What's something that, that happened or that you did? Um, once we sort of, we went into production, um, I started having uh, the deadlines for things to be, it bumped up really dramatically. Um, yeah, it went into production and then probably four months later, well, it went into, the idea of production went in and then I booked my very first show um, and that was the fitness show back in 2018. And oh, I'm sweating just thinking about it. Uh, the initial layout for that show was a lot. It was a lot of money uh, to get a stall there. And that really sort of ate into the budget. Yep. <laughs> and I, I, didn't, I didn't actually have the product produced when I put the money down for the show. So the pressure was on and once it, it left me, <laughs> I had no more control yet here I had paid a very, a lot of money for this show and no product. And I'm going, how the hell, <laughs> what are we going to do? You know? Um, but it, it, we literally got our product done two days before the show, before we could set up for the show and that, my God, I'm like sweating, <laughs> just remembering that, um, that pressure. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, and it felt, it felt real. We had the, you know, I, I had the shirts made of the 10th hour or 11th hour, whatever you call it. And, um, yeah, put the uniform on. I was like, geez, this, this idea is really not an idea anymore. This is, this is it, you know? Yeah. 
And and what are some of the 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 personal challenges, or what's a personal challenge that you think about um, when sort of thinking back about the business? You know that you faced working for yourself. Typically, you know I've heard all kinds of things from you know um, relationship tension to friendships falling apart to running on no sleep or you know, getting the bank account down to the last $5 and then all of a sudden they got their first sale. What was something that you kind of went through personally? Um, yeah, all of the above, really. I mean, I don't think you've, we've met a business owner that hasn't gone through that at some time. Um, yeah, just fear, I think. Just fear of failure has always been a really big one. Um, and it is probably a lot more prominent than I like to let on that it is there. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, fear, fear of failure really holds, holds me back, held me back, you know, working on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that's, um, that's a really common, common fear amongst uh, business owners, especially when they first start, because, you know, it's, it's nice and safe to work for somebody else. You, you can just turn up at nine o'clock and do the work that you have to do and then leave at five and you don't have the, the pressure or, um, you know, the, the burden maybe um, of worrying about what happens in that business after you leave. Um, whereas people that, you know, run their own business have to be, mindful of that have to think about their business like from the moment they wake up until the moment they go to sleep um, in some degree anyway and so that especially when you're first starting that fear of failure is, is uh, kind of it's always just like hovering over yeah I guess it's really difficult as well I mean working for yourself there's that um, lack of connection with others as well so you can kind of wrap yourself in in a little bubble really um, and that can be a good thing sometimes, but mostly it can be a really bad thing. So, and I think right now with the current situation, we're all finding that, you know, the, the lack of personal connection with others, with strangers is with business people that you're working with, I mean, can really be a, um, an unproductive thing. So yeah, then, then that fear of failure then just keeps, it becomes more rampant, you know, quickly, you know? So yeah, it's, um, it, it, it's not for the faint-hearted working for yourself, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, and I think at the same time, though, I think you uh, learn things about yourself and, and what you're capable of uh, far more than you would working for somebody else. You know, when, when it's all on the line for you um, or when you're the one that has to make that difficult decision, you find out things about yourself or you, you realize that you are capable of more than um, you thought you, you were capable of, especially when you allow that fear to dictate how you feel about yourself. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And what's something that you do to take care of yourself? You know, when you need a break, when you need some self care, what's something that, that works for you? the gym is my self-care i make sure i i go regularly i stick to my schedule um and really really do make it happen regardless of what's happened or hasn't happened or whatever so yeah i just that's my i make that my staple without that i would probably oh, i don't know let's not go there <laughs> uh, <laughs> And, and how important is it for you to be around other business owners? Extremely important. Every time I connect with another business, um, other like-minded people, um, my productivity just goes through the roof. Um, my ideas are start coming back. They, you know, I just, I get that boost that, that, that I need, you know, um, I feed off them. They feed off me. It's, you know, it, it's two way street. So again, going back to that connection um, is important, very important. Absolutely. Um, I, I would 100% uh, uh, agree with that. I think um, in my own business, I um, going along to a professional networking group every week that I've paid to be part of means that um, 
not only am I invested in, you know, the success of my business, but um, most importantly, I'm invested in, in the success of other people's businesses and um, in myself by being there and being open to listen and learn from other people. Um, yeah. uh, Dennis, you, your husband, I've said, uh, is as a regular feature on this podcast um, without him ever being here because either <laughs> I mentioned something I've learned from him or um, a couple of episodes, um, somebody else mentioned things that they'd learned from him as well. And I think that's, you know, it's, it's great that um, I certainly know that just having been around people like Dennis and, and other people like him that have got a lot more experience than me in terms of running a business, um, yeah. it's, it's been huge um, for, uh, for my own learning. Well, he's got to get his ideas from somewhere, right? That's right. That's right. Goes, <laughs> goes home, gets the ideas, and then brings them out to everybody else. Yes. So um, if you had to do all this again, would what would you do differently? I, oh, man. Um, I probably would have started sooner, and I would have, um, well, I mean, would have, says I've stopped, but I'm not. Um, I just have to push forward, even if even if it's scary. I just have to push forward, have a plan, and push forward. Um, I, I can do it in every other aspect of my life. It's just it's scary when it becomes a business. It's got to do it, um, which is probably yeah why I'm here today and having this interview. <laughs> um, it's getting out of the comfort zone quicker yep. and just doing more of it. You know, the more you do it, the less it becomes scary. Um, and yeah, I just need to do more of it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the um, regular listeners or watchers of the podcast will be sick of me saying it, but um, I know back in my past life as a as a coach and and a manager in uh, call centers, one of the, the things that I would say often to team members to try and challenge them to get out of their comfort zone a little bit was you know that the the most growth that you will have is in those uncomfortable places and situations. So you always want to go where it feels uncomfortable because you become better at something. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Just... And um, what do you think the best advice you've been given is? Oh, the best advice. Um, I've been given a lot. <laughs> Um, uh, do more, think less. I don't know. Just, just, yeah, put yourself out there more. And I think you, you even said something before when you were speaking, which like I made a note of because I thought it was great where you said, have a plan and push forward, even if it's scary. Yeah. Like that's yeah. like, it's, it probably seems really really simple but yeah. you know you know yourself when you're caught in the thick of things trying to start a business run a business you yeah. don't think about having a plan always it's often more about doing and keeping the the plates spinning rather than pausing and and saying well hang on a minute i need to think about how i'm going to keep all these plates spinning rather than just spinning them yeah i've Look, in the past, I've had business coaches and mentors and, you know, I think we all need somebody of authority to help us um, in one way or another. And um, it, I've, never, I've never really put a big emphasis on 90-day plans or, you know, like I wouldn't just go out and do a 90-day plan by myself for fun because that's not fun. Um, but any time I've actually done them and I'll, I, I'm kind of old fashioned. I like to write things down before I can, you know, really process them. Mm -hmm. Um, I go through my paperwork every now and then and I pull out that 90 day plan, probably like 200 days later or something. Mm -hmm. Um, I surprise myself every single time, every single time, uh, I look at it. I've always achieved more than what I thought I had. And not everything is done on the list. That's, you know, it's fair to say. But um, I have 
we can get ourselves into this our own little mindset and be it you know as positive as we possibly can we don't really see it for what it is but when we write it down on paper and look back on it it seems to have eventuated it's done <laughs> and um yeah so i guess maybe going back to the advice i guess you know putting putting your ideas to paper a bit more probably um, and then reflecting on it within the 90 days <laughs> um, rather than the 200 days, um, you know, for your own growth pl uh, mapping, planning. Yeah, that's planning. awesome. That's, that's, that's really good advice. I think putting them on paper, put your ideas on paper is really important. Because um, along, the, along the journey, um, whether it's in the beginning or in, you know, just, you know, years in, I think we, we often have ideas and because we're in the middle of working on something, we don't write them down. We and then no. we forget about them. So um, yeah. I think, yeah, absolutely, having them written down, or if you're a computer person, typing them down and, and setting a yeah. reminder. Yeah, that seems to be helpful. And changing gears a little bit and thinking about like advertising and marketing and your customers. How did you get your very first customer? Well, like I said, we um, had the product made and then we went down to the fitness expo um, and really just went out there and just started talking. Um, I, I've picked up a, a few customers from there. I've also made some really good business connections from there, which we still keep in touch with. And we, you know, we make a plan to catch up regularly. Um, you know, every couple of months we touch base and we support each other through Instagram and you know, we, I genuinely do use their products, um, you know, and, and my clients from there still do use EasyWay. So it's, yeah, it was from there really, um, through just going out and, and, and talking about it and, and getting that connection. And what's something that you, that you do to make your customers feel special? I'm a giver. I just, <laughs> much two of my business coaches discussed, I give things away. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah, I try and value add to their um, purchase as best I can. Um, I've even, you know, I write little handwritten notes, like the honest handwritten notes, not the computer generated handwritten <laughs> note. And then you add that onto the invoice, handwritten note, zero. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, I don't do that. Um, I'll put in a little, letter or um yeah just something to motivate them you know be it a small sample of something else or yeah um, yeah that's I awesome i love the idea of handwritten notes um anybody that um that has been around me when i've received something um i remember ordering a a wallet at one point online um yes. i saw this particular wallet it was um it was handmade and so um and it was just a small business of a couple of guys that um had decided they wanted to make the perfect wallet because they hadn't been able to find one themselves and so they were making them and they were really cool and so i ended up ordering one and it arrived in the mail and it had a handwritten note in there um oh, from them and so i thought it was it really was like the difference it made me think about them differently um yeah and so, uh, like being in marketing myself, I know um, the value of, of a handwritten note is, is um, yeah. you know, is uh, huge in terms of lifetime value and that kind of thing. But um, I think that uh, if you're writing handwritten notes uh, just like you are, um, it has to come from the heart. It has to be genuine, like the way that you're doing yours. You can't write a handwritten note. Uh, feigning interest in in somebody's life or, or their goals i think you, you have to be genuine about that you have to really really care um tony robbins i know like this is going back to like the very first time i think i heard something from tony and this is maybe 20 years 21 22 years ago and he said there's no faking sincerity so people will see through that a mile away like they do a uh, a bad used car salesman. So, um, yeah, I think I think handwritten notes are, are vastly undervalued these days when everything's digital. Yeah, 
No, I agree. So what's some, some marketing that you did for, for Easy Way where you sort of went, this is going to be huge, this is going to be amazing, we're going to sell thousands of tubs, it's going to be incredible, and then it didn't quite go that way? Uh, um, I haven't been too adventurous in my marketing, to be honest. Mm -hmm. To be very clear, um, I guess I, my website, I thought, you know, I thought we, once I put up a website and I make it nice and clean and, or if I added, you know, really nice pictures of product that we've made with them, that kind of thing, I thought maybe, you know, this would, you know, amp up sales and we'll just you know, kick them in there, you know, um, but no, <laughs> no, the website, uh, many hours have spent on that website and you know lots of flying around ideas and um yeah the website itself hasn't really generated much um and, and it's a constant work in progress uh, to be honest um it's been one of my biggest expenses to date for marketing um with not a lot of return as such um and my sorry attempts at um, doing Facebook marketing as well, I think have let me down. We've had a few conversations about this. <laughs> um, yep. Again, going back to me wanting to do everything myself is probably, you know, kicking myself in the butt um, a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, these are interchangeable things. So mm. it's, yeah, I just have to, get my motivation back and you know get back out there and, and get on the horse I guess so yeah and on that on that point as well around um learning how to do things yourself personally um <clears throat> I don't have any problems at all with people um wanting to to learn how to do their own marketing their own advertising because I think it's it's really important that you understand the fundamentals the basics of what goes into those things because ultimately at some point your business will get to a place <clears throat> either because you're so busy or because um, you want it, you want the business to go to a new level yeah. in that you will, um, you or, or our audience will decide that they need to pay somebody to do it for them. And at that time, it's important that you know those basics because there's a lot of people out there that say they do great at this or wonderful at that and they're getting millions of dollars of results or whatever and those are great stories um but uh, unfortunately in my industry i hear plenty of stories about people that have spent thousands and thousands of dollars um on stuff that had little or no impact um yeah. and i think a lot of that is because it's they they often go into those things um with the best intentions of of like trusting somebody that they think will do it right will will have their best interests at heart but unfortunately you know like any industry there are people out there that are just out there to get some money and um because they don't know enough um yeah. about what they're what this person's doing for them um it's it's easy to get trapped in in that situation so i think um in your case obviously it's great that you've been doing some of that yourself because it gives you the skills to know well i've tried it and it went well or it didn't go as expected that doesn't matter the fact that you know the process is really important yeah yeah and, no, okay. and what's something that maybe went the other way so something that you you thought well, you know, it'd be nice if this works, but I don't really expect a lot from it. And then you got a better return than you'd, you'd hoped. Um, definitely face-to-face -face for me is where I can, where I can connect with people. That's the best way. I am passionate and authentic. Um, and I, I do really just, and that, that shines through. So I guess, um, I'm hesitant to put things on social media sometimes because I don't want to be added to that group of um, 
influencers, I guess, that are fake and um, just putting out the good booty shot or the, you know, the, you know, we know, we know what they do. <laughs> I know, I see you. Um, yeah, coming so I, for I, Jen Selter. <laughs> um, they, yeah, it, it's. I I hesitate from doing that kind of online marketing because I do really want connection with people. Because when I go back and I take a step back, you know, into those shoes that when I was 20 plus kilos heavier, you know, I just, I, I, I lacked connection to myself, to others. So I see it's real importance um, to connect with people. So yeah, I really do enjoy doing, you know, tastings and events. Um, yeah. And you just never know. Like I, I, I really honestly try to go into every situation, not expecting an outcome. It's great if I make sales, great, good. But I want to help somebody. I don't want a one-off sale. I really don't. And, you know, I know a lot of people who have bought one time and not returned for the sale for whatever reason. Um, I think a lot of them are just doing it to help support me as a little person. <laughs> but I really don't want that. I want people to actually see value in the product for themselves and use it. That's what I want, you know. And, um, yeah, I just, I do generally just want to help them achieve whatever that goal is for them. So a lot of times, um, people reach out, have re reached out to me, um, through Instagram and we just talk, we just talk about their journey, what they can trim off, um, how they can, you know, uh, help, help, how to help manage their, their meal situation a little bit better. It's conversation. I'm not in there to... Unfortunately, I don't, I don't have it in me to sell every single time I talk to somebody. I just don't. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, yeah, those interactions that I have um, with tastings and things like that are quite um, enlightening, I guess, and, and something that I really enjoy doing. Um, I recently, I, well, recently, a few months ago, I was um, a speaker at an event. And, um, yeah, just the connections that I made from that were really good, really Nice. Yeah, I um, I would say, uh, and I remember this very well. That uh, I think the very first time that we met was at uh, a workshop that I ran uh, around Facebook marketing and the things that you can do yourself for free to help your business. And yeah. uh, so I completely appreciate where you're coming from. In that, um, you know, that's something that I haven't done a lot of recently, um, and I, I actually really miss it. I enjoy getting out there and talking to business owners and, and helping them come up with ideas or, you know, feeling like often when they think about things like Facebook or, you know, any social media or any marketing that they do themselves, they think of it as a chore. And um, they all, the, the other thing that they always think about is that nobody's going to be interested in this and what I do. And everybody thinks that because it's what they do. So they, they're not as interested in it anymore because they do it all the time. Um, but yeah. The reality is, you know, we, we all want to see that. We all want to see, um, you know, what's happening behind your business. And it doesn't matter, you know, whether you're, you know, you've got a product like Easy Way or you, you're a sandblaster or you're a bookbinder or you're a business coach or whatever it is. There are parts of your business that are in the background that we don't get to see. And that's the stuff that we really want to. And, you know, I joke about it all the time that it's the reason that the Kardashians have had like 15 seasons. Like, you know, we, 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 whether we admit it or not, we like seeing the behind the scenes of things. And um, I think um, it's, it's really important for business owners to embrace that, that part of their business, the stuff that, you know, it's great that a car turns up broken and then it goes back fixed Then you can go, I fix the car. But people really want to see is the bit in between. How did you fix yeah. it? What did you do? What was the process like? What tools did you use? Did you yeah. have a situation where you were using a wrench and it broke halfway through or the head came off a, you know, a, a nut and, and you couldn't get it out? You had to screw it out? Or like these kind of yeah. things are really interesting to people. And um, well, it was funny. Um, I, a couple of weeks ago, I posted my very first video. <laughs> 
Um, oh, maybe it was my second, but it was my first video in a while, let's say. And um, at the moment I'm prepping for a comp. So I have a specific meal plan and <laughs> it's getting quite boring. So I decided, no, I, I'm gonna make these protein bowls. I'm gonna do it well within my meal plan. And I, I on the very first take, it just didn't work. And I just, it just, it's funny. It, it is really funny and it is who I am behind the scenes it's who I am every day and um <laughs> put some funny music to it and it's it's gone gangbusters like people are going nuts and messaging me and you know the um the views to my page and things like that like that's that's been the biggest one so far and and it was something that I I I said no I'm gonna just post it regardless <laughs> you know and it's been, it's been, it's been good. You know, people get to see a little bit more of me and that is behind the scenes, the blender going off and the juice going in and <laughs> just, you know, the, the protein balls turning out like mush and, you know, that's just, that's just me. And, and, um, I hope you, well, I know you guys will see more of that, you know, so, <laughs> and that is, then that's part of letting go of the fear of business, I guess. And, and remembering that, we're humans at the end of the day and there's no such thing as being perfect. And, you know, when we do let go of that, that's when the real magic happens, I guess. And, um, yeah, I, I have to remind myself that daily and, you know, as I'm scrolling through my Insta page and, and things like that and seeing all these perfect fitness people, you know, um, yeah, it's just, yeah, that, that's it. We're just people trying to, um, relay our message and, our messages were real and we want to help people. Yeah, absolutely. And what's, what's something, I know you've mentioned Instagram a few times today, so this is probably your answer, but what's, what's the most <laughs> valuable free tool that you've used to either promote or create for your business? Um, yeah, look, Instagram is, is a good one. Uh, I wouldn't say it brings in the sales um, as much if, if a business is really focused on sales because sales comes down to a connection. So wherever you're making your connections, I think is probably the best way to uh, continue doing that. Mm -hmm. um, but I think things like, you know, MailChimp is a really good one. Um, it's free. Um, it's relatively easy to use um, and it'll give you the tools to create some more content once you get a mailing list and then you can, you know, make it once and then resend it. That way, that's a really good one. Um, I think there's an app called Vicus that I've used um, where it puts um, 10 and 15 seconds of video together in a funny little flip and, you know, you can do different things with it. Um, there's a paid version of that, of course, but um, I've used that one several times and I just have some fun with it again. It's just going back to the fun, get back to fun. Yeah. Um, iMovies is a free one as well that I've just recently done um, and is pretty, yeah, it's pretty user-friendly. Um, so yeah, just having fun with it and, you know, shaking it up a bit, you know. Um, That's awesome. yeah. Um, so we're, we're in the home stretch here, only a couple of questions left and then you can get off the hot seat. But, uh, <laughs> this question actually comes from our previous guests, Sam and Aaron Shedlock. And the question is, what is holding you back right now? Oh, uh, what's holding me back? Um, just, yeah, the, the fear of, well, the comfort zone really. Yeah. Um, I have to put myself out there more. Um, not that I feel I'm not authentic, um, but I just have to just show my vulnerabilities a little bit more. And um, yeah, yeah. Okay. And what's the next big thing for you and an easy way? Oh, the next big thing. Well, uh, once we get rid of this virus business, um, I'm hoping to get the Masters League the CrossFit Masters League back on um, and be having a stall there. Um, so that's probably the next big event that I'm really looking forward to business mm -hmm. for the business. Um, and personally, just my comp in September. So, yeah. And what's the best advice you can give our audience? The best advice. 
get out of your comfort zone. <laughs> it is such a freeing experience. I know it's a bit, you know, um, yeah, just keep pushing yourself farther. Uh, keep making your goals. Stick to the goals. Stick to them. Little by little. It doesn't have to be perfect. Um, and you just got to keep the consistency with it. Just keep consistent. You know, don't be too hard on yourself. Start with one little one thing a week, you know, that you can manage, master it, then move on. You know, give yourself a break. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> <good advice. laughs> How much time do we have? <laughs> um, and so uh, what is one question that you'd like me to ask the next guest on the next show? Mm. Uh, the next question. Hmm. It can be about anything. So it can be uh, like a question about the personal life. It can be about business. It can be about education. It can be anything. Yeah. Are you eating enough protein daily? <laughs> Let's do it. If the answer is no, I can help them out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll preface that by saying where it came from. So then they, they might, they might make the connection themselves too. <laughs> um, so if, if our audience would, uh, would like to learn more about you and easy way, they should head to easyway.com.au, which is E-Z-Y-W-H-E-Y.com.au. Or obviously they can check out uh, Easy Way on Instagram, which is just at Easy Way. Um, Fran is a prolific Instagrammer. Um, always loads of content and uh, you certainly won't be disappointed with the, the, the quality or the uh, entertainment factor of, uh, of Fran's content, that's for sure. So- I'm gonna put together this video soon. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> And uh, to close the, the, the show, as always, I like to use a, a quote from uh, your, your industry. So in this case, we're, we're talking about, uh, you know, kind of health and fitness. And so this one comes from a very unlikely source. Um, some might think in uh, Khloe Kardashian, but she says, uh, fitness is not about being better than someone else. It's about being better than you used to be. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So you've been listening or watching the Paperclip podcast presented by BSDA. We have one clear goal, help you to become bigger. If you'd like to learn more about growing your business, head to bsda.com.au. Fran, thanks very much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. A pleasure. And for everyone else, until next time, keep growing.